You're listening to the Wise Women Podcast, Season 2, Episode 46. I'm your host, Alicia Wilford, founder of Yoke and Abundance, a creative leadership coaching business. This podcast is designed to inspire by introducing you to creative women living abundantly. In today's episode, I'd like you to meet my friend, May Novak, founder of Yay Brand. I have got a treat for those of you in the Greensboro area. Are you looking for clarity, purpose, and a like-minded community? Then join us for In the Company of Women starting August 7th. In this six-week course, we explore topics of identity, purpose, and goal setting in order to touch and nurture our deepest desires. From that foundation, we build a roadmap to fulfill the goals born from our truest desires. Visit the website www.yokeandabundance.com forward slash workshops for more information. Okay, one more thing, podcast listeners. Our podcast is up for a People's Choice Award. If you love what we're doing, please go to www.thepodcastawards.com and vote for us in the category of business and people's choice. It will mean the world. Now, a word from our sponsor. This week's sponsor is Triad Local First, a nonprofit membership-based organization in Greensboro, North Carolina with members throughout the Triad. Triad Local First members include independent, locally-owned retail shops, real estate agents, insurance brokers, marketing and advertising firms, accountants, dentists, restaurants, farmers, breweries, and more. TLF's mission is a commitment to building a strong local economy and a vibrant, unique community. For more information on how to support local independent businesses throughout the year, visit www.triadlocalfirst.com. May Novak. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Me too. I'm extremely excited to be here. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners who you are and what keeps you busy? Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, my name is May Novak and May is short for Megan. So most of my life people have called me Megan, but it's spelled Irish Gaelic, so it's spelled different. It's M A E G E N. And I think after, you know, 36 years of it being mispronounced and misspelled, I decided to just shorten it to May. And my family has, like, my siblings call me May or my parents or whatever. Um, but over the past couple years, it's just felt really organic to just mm. shorten it to May Novak. And Novak is my married last name. So um, it's kind of just like this fresh identity that has really coincided with um, my own personal transformation. Mm. The person that I am today is such a more authentic, true version of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a little name tweak felt appropriate. <laughs> I getcha. And yeah. you know, it's funny, I recently. Um, had an experience last week on vacation where somebody like floated up to me in the ocean and was like, who are you? You know, got no re- really close that and like happened? eyes and, and it was like trying to answer that question. I'm like, I ask people who they are all the time and 
and wait someone floated up to you in the ocean <laughs> and said who are you was well it, i mean it was, was someone it a that was a merman <laughs> someone that was a part of the same friend group like oh, mutual okay. friends it wasn't just but like, like we didn't actually really know each other and so it was really interesting because i was like wow that's mm. that can be an when somebody asks you that question and really truly wants to know the answer mm-hmm. like the the who are you mm-hmm. it can be a difficult question to answer well you know I've spent a lot of time thinking about that because when somebody's like who are you the initial reaction of the whole like well this is my name and this is what I do and this is where I fit in my family and blah 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 blah. it's like but that's not you that's not who you are the best answer to that question this is going to sound just so like wah wah but it's just the truth is I am period which leads us a little bit to what you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. So can you tell the listeners what it is you do, what keeps you busy yes. in your day-to-day work life? Yes. So I developed a lifestyle company called Yay Brand, Y-A-Y exclamation mark brand. And I called it Yay Brand because when I was thinking of the name, um, Well, a a really good friend of mine sent me a thank you card that just said yay on the front, and I loved it, and I love her. But then I also thought, what is the verbalized communication form of the feeling of just pure joy? Yay! Yay! (laughs) Yes, yay! So I wanted to name it Yay Brand. Um, But Yay Brand is a product line of coffee mug, shirts, tanks, sweaters, journals. We have um, like three or four other products launching before the end of the year, but they all have personal affirmations on them. Mm. And the personal affirmations are statements of intention. Um, I am enough. I already have everything I need to be extremely successful. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Uh, One of my favorites is I forgive myself. Um, And the reason that affirmations are so important is because it's it's coming from you. So it's easy for me to sit here and say, Alicia, you are enough. You are enough, right? It's easy to tell someone you are enough, especially someone you care about. Right. It's much more difficult to say I am enough and mean it. And when you can say I am enough and it feels authentic through your entire body, then you know that you are there. Yeah. And and how did you decide that you were going to do a brand around affirmations? Like what led you to that particular journey? And you know, I have a little bit of a knowing of that story because we've talked about it, but I think it's a great story and I would love for you to share at ever at whatever part Point. of that journey okay. you are comfortable sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So it is it is a evolution. I mean, the thinking I'm going to sell coffee mugs with affirmations on them was n- never anything in my mind. You know, I mean, I I grew up here in, well, Jamestown, close to Greensboro, um, you know, in a family that was very much like go to school, get good grades, go to college, major in something you can make a good living at and that you enjoy, and then do that right for the rest of your life. Yes. Which is how it used to be. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that that's not a good plan. Right. That just doesn't really work anymore, you know. I mean, that it just doesn't really work anymore. But anyway, I um, 
never felt comfortable in my own skin, never really connected with a vocation that felt authentic or right, like, oh, right. I, I want to do that when I grow up. Um, I was really, really good at being social and throwing parties and, you know, very skilled at skipping school and not getting caught. Like I was really <laughs> good. I worked hard at it. I was good at it. But anyway, so by the end of, of high school, when everyone else had their plans for where they were going to go to school, I was just like, like that was not happening for me. It was basically like which community college was I going to go to. Right. Um, so I ended up moving down to Wilmington and went to Cape Fear Community College and knew, okay, I, I got to pull it together. Because if I don't do good here to transfer into a university, like I might as well just, just quit now. Um, so I did, I did really well and transferred into a university, but I still just felt, I mean, I was on the campus of UNC Wilmington, and I vividly remember looking around at people and thinking, I do not belong here. These Why? people. What was it about that experience that you felt like, I don't belong here? For as long as I can remember, I'm talking like five years old, four or five years old, I have just felt like I wanted to implode into a nothingness and hide. So, and I, there's, there's no reason I was not, I had, I had a great family. I was not abused in any way as a kid or deprived of anything. Um, I mean, I was the middle child. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a reason. Right. Um, which leads me to believe that if, if I grew up in a good family and was cared for and never wanted for anything and still felt like I wanted to hide from the world and crawl into a hole and die, there must be other people out there that, that feel the same way right. and are ashamed to say it because I don't have a reason why. I don't have a horrible sob story. All I know is that I f for the better part of my childhood and adolescence and into my early adult uh, years, I just did not feel comfortable in the world. Just really felt like if people found out how awful I really was, they wouldn't like me. I had plenty of friends, but I always had this feeling of like being not as smart as other people, being less talented, just less than, constantly less than. And I honestly feel like that is something that a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling. Yes. Um, is that what led you to psychology? Um, so, par yeah, partly social work, but close. Um, so, I, I want I, I hopped around from exercise science um, to you know just all sorts of things, trying to figure out my major, and then I quit going to school because I was tired of like wasting my parents' money when I didn't know what I was gonna do and worked for a while out in the real world. Mm -hmm. Worked enough to, to fully grasp that I don't wanna be out there like working my butt off making other people money while I have no direction. Like I just couldn't do that mm -hmm. anymore. Um, but during that time, I wanted to get involved with volunteer work and I really wanted to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters 
Um, it's a big commitment. It's two to four hours for a whole year. Whoa. Yeah. So, you, and if you cannot commit to that, then you just don't do you it. You don't do it. Because the worst thing is to sign up for that, get two months into it, and um, not be able to commit, and then have this little child totally let down, not understanding right. why you're not coming back. Um, but anyway, I got to a point where I could commit to that, and I got matched with a little girl. She was nine at the time. Her name's Alexis. And um, being a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters was such an amazing experience um, that that is what led me to want to get into social work. And then I, I applied to um, get my master's of social work. And actually, Alexis and I, we're like family now. I mean, we've been together, matched for 10 or 11 years. Wow. And how old is she now? She's tw almost 21. Wow. Yeah. So she's like become a real sister. Oh, completely. She's my daughter's godmother. We're, we are family. We're wow. family. I know. But so that, that really led me to get into social work. And then I was, when I was in social work, I was working at different nonprofits, um, in school interning, a lot of development offices and like larger scale community social yep. work. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it, but there was something that just felt like I was on the right highway, but I wasn't in the right lane. Ooh. You know? Okay, yeah. And while everybody else in my cohort at Chapel Hill knew they were going to do child welfare or knew they were going to do school social work or knew that they were going to do substance abuse counseling, I still just didn't know. You didn't know. know. Um, and then my last year at school, it, I started making these affirmation mugs and pillowcases. Mm. So I, uh, the pillowcase I, I had made was, um, it said, I'm already the person I was meant to become. So it was the last thing I saw at night, the first thing I saw in the morning. And then over time, I had friends saying, oh, I like that. You know, where did you get that? Or how can I have one of those? And um, I started to build the confidence a little more and mm -hmm. thinking, maybe I'll like make a business out of this. Yeah. And um, then I, I mean, I really, it, it was, it was such a calling. It was such a pull that it was just like, well, I have to do this or else I'm just going to be miserable. And it's, and it's the first thing I've ever done in my life that I felt comfortable in my own skin and knowing that I'm on the right path. Wow. And that's so interesting interesting to me I mean if you go to your website everything seems flawless like it oh, wow. seems like perfect and it, it it wow it just seems to me as an outsider looking in as someone that's found what they really want to do because you look at it and you're like there's like there's nothing you can pick apart right like there's nothing about it that you're like oh, I wouldn't want that because you're like where and when can I order that yeah. It's, you know, it's like, wow, that's um, great feedback. <laughs> and anytime I see somebody with one of your journals, I'm like, holy mackerel, I need to get my hands on one of those journals. Like, well, I have a whole new collection coming out in about four weeks. Awesome. Yes. What's, so what's that going to say? It's, um, it's a very like 60s, 70s psychedelic vibe. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just feeling it with all the music festivals this summer. Um, but it's, it's, there's going to be, um, one says it's my turn. Because, especially as a woman, like, it's our turn. It's our turn. It's my turn. It's been everybody else's turn for a really long time. But you know what? Like, 
it, it's my turn. It's yeah, our turn how now. else does that show up in your life right now? Oh, it's my turn? Oh gosh, like basically with everything. You know, as women, and, and I'll speak for myself, but I'm sure that there's other people that can relate to this. We've been taught to be nice. What does that mean? What be does a nice good girl. mean? Good girl, oh my God, I can't, like it makes me want to dry heave. Be nice, <laughs> be a good girl, don't be this, don't be that. Be a lady in the living room and a, you know Vixen what, in the, in the bedroom. Bed, yeah. Be, look this way, don't look that way. Like I, I can't, I can't anymore. Like I physically cannot mm -hmm. give that much of a shit. Like my, my new saying is, oh well. Like hashtag, oh well. I'm gonna be me, I'm gonna wear a crazy rock star outfit to the Whole Foods or the Harris Teeter on a Tuesday. Oh well. I know, I love it. I like it, you know? Or I'm gonna just be the truest expression of me and if people don't like, I don't even put enough thought into, oh, if people don't like this, so what? I don't even care. I'm so sick of being scared to be who I am because it might be too much for people or I need to be nice or I need to make people feel comfortable. Right. I've spent my whole life being overly nice to people because I wanted them to like me. The people pleasing. Not doing it anymore. Like I can't. How does that show up for you in life? And uh, what do you want other people to know that you've learned? Well, one of the ways that that has shown up in my life was the, <laughs> the moment that I realized I was not as nice as I thought I was. And it was such a freeing moment to be like, my motivations aren't, aren't always that genuine and I'm kind of a bitch. Yes, like that is awesome. I've never even allowed myself to even be okay with not being a nice Southern people pleaser. Like that was the, the, right. the, the pinnacle of, of being born and raised in the South and also being a middle child. I mean, that whole like bridging the gap and everybody being copacetic. Um, so when I really realized after doing a lot of self-work that I'm not as nice as I thought I was and that is okay, um, that ended up showing up in my life in ways not that I would be mean to people because that's right. just not who I right. am, but being more honest with myself. Um, and that has really led to just a lot of freedom, just being honest yeah. with myself. I never had a problem like being honest to other people really. Yeah. It's more like being honest with myself and thinking that my self-esteem was great when in reality I was treating myself like crap and right. ingesting things I shouldn't have been ingesting, binging foods for emotional comfort. Um, you know, like I used to smoke cigarettes and drink and just uh, stuff that you don't do when you respect yourself and you're being honest with yourself. Um, so that's how it's, it's shown up for me. Just, just being myself and being honest yeah. with myself. And how do you, I'm, I'm curious how you pick the affirmations that go on the products. Oh gosh. So that's really easy for me because I just feel into the feeling of what mm -hmm. I want to communicate and it just falls out of my mouth like in five seconds. Like it just, 
like the new collection of journals I have coming out. It's my turn. My daughter, she's three and a half. Her name's Reynolds. She is just a little spitfire. I've, when she started talking, she would say, it's me turn, mommy. It's me turn. It's me turn. And then she got a little better at speaking and would say, it's my turn. It's my turn. And I was so always like, I was always like, God, she is just so bossy. <laughs> and then there was this moment where I was like, she is living her best life and it is her turn. And she gets her way because she just is like, it's my turn. Like back up. It's my turn. And it impacted me. Not in a, a set. Well, the word selfish also like has gotten such a bad connotation. I think se- being it's important selfish, to be selfish. Sometimes. Yes. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, you know, it's my turn. I got from her. Another one uh, says, I give myself permission to blank because I think permission is such a big deal and giving ourselves permission to feel the way that we want to feel, earn what we want to earn, have our days balanced in the way we want to, like just all you got to do is give yourself permission yes. and, and it will show up. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's all about just feeling into what I want to communicate mm-hmm. and then it really just shows up. It just shows up. May would you like an animal spirit card? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. We'll see what just shows up. I know. We're going to see what just shows up right now in this moment. your hands on the cards close your eyes and take a couple big deep breaths and then whenever you're ready you'll open your eyes and then with your left hand cut the deck into three piles all right okay and then flip over whichever top card you'd like Ooh, the cosmic egg. I don't know what Wowza. that is. Okay. So I don't think anybody's pulled a spirit card. Well, but it's rare that the spirit cards get pulled. So this deck is the four elements. Mm-hmm. And then there are seven trump cards that are spirit cards, which are creatures not of this earth. And this is one of those? This is one of those. So it oh means that like grace is surrounding the situation. If you feel like you're in, you want to be in control, you're not. Yeah. Grace is surrounding the wheel. And I'm, it, the cosmic, uh, or the, the seven spirit cards, they have a longer um, description. Yeah. So, um, and this is the final of the seven cards. That is the last page in the book. It That's is, crazy. Yeah. Completion, harmony, the infinite within the finite. The cosmic egg is the final card in the journey of the animal spirit deck, and it represents the unfolding of cosmic consciousness. This state emerges after we have tread the path for quite some time, and through self-effort and grace, we experience self-realization, a sense of 
contentment and oneness spontaneously arises within us and the veils of our self-limiting beliefs are lifted. When the essence of the cosmic egg has not been activated, we may feel as if we'll never get there or that we travel alone, disconnected from others. Even if our encounters with this card, even if our encounter with this card is brief, appearing as a momentary glimmer or flash of interconnectedness, its potent energy stays with us. The cosmic egg is a remedy for the fragmentation of modern life. It's through the power of this card that we are reminded of the cosmic contract written at the beginning. We hold on to life and life holds on to us. The journey is complete, but it does not end. And each of the spirit cards correspond with one of the different chakras, right? And so mm -hmm. this is the seventh chakra. So. Um, excuse me, crown chakra. Um, the subtle essence of the cosmic egg resides at the crown chakra at the top of the head called Sahasara. One of the aims of yoga and meditation practice is to channel energy from the base of the spine upward towards Sahasara. Each of the six lower chakras play an important role along this journey, and once the final epicenter of consciousness is activated, is said to radiate like the light of a million suns. Oh my gosh, that is like, my, that's where I am. I, yeah. That is where I am. Like earlier when I said, before we started, when I said, I'm not nervous, I just feel so much energy. Yeah, that's like exactly what you said. Yes, and I'm like, I just physically have to like accommodate all of this energy that I'm feeling. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I feel like that a lot. And I, I feel so unbelievably joyful to live in this particular life. I definitely believe that I've lived before and will live again. Actually, I'm pretty certain I lived during the 60s and may have like died at Woodstock from a drug overdose or something. I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like... There's a book I, you need to read. I feel like I partied so... I think I, I was like part of the 27 Club. And now I'm back and <laughs> have blown past 27 already. Um, but I feel so lucky to have experienced such a shift in consciousness during this lifetime that I feel like I have spent the past life, five lifetimes doing the emotional work that I've needed to do to get to the point where, where I walked through that, that, that door. I walked through the doorway. It's like I've been, I've been like trekking up Mount Everest for my lifetimes and then I feel like this lifetime is the one where I've gotten to the top and like gotten to walk through that door and see what's on the other side. And all that's happened within the past like eight years, eight or nine years. And uh, Yay Brand is a complete manifestation of, in reflection of that experience. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like with with my business, it's it's not even mine. It's like coming out. It's happening to me. Like you're a channel. Yes. For oh, yes. I mean, and I'm and I'm working really hard, but it's almost like I'm I'm just doing the ne the next thing that comes in front of me. And, and if I'm willing to do my best, then that's great. But it's I don't do a whole lot of thinking. Right. Right. I just do a lot of inspired action. Inspired keyword. A lot of action is like, okay, Silly. what's that for? But if you're if you're inspired and you have that energy of alignment, uh, then it's 
then it's inspired action and then you know you're doing what you're supposed to be yes that's how I feel about this work that I'm doing I mean clearly yeah you're doing awesome it's like (laughs) when you know that it's the right thing when you're on that path there's this really interesting feeling where somebody asked me what I was looking forward to and I'm like I'm looking forward to possibility yeah you know, it's not that there's any, like, one thing, but yeah. there's so much, po- I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but in the work that we're doing, there's so much possibility. Oh, my gosh, so much. And I will have to say, though, people like me that were all like, oh, I'm doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing, used to get on my nerves because <laughs> I would have done anything to feel that way to have known what the heck I was supposed to be doing I would have done anything I tried everything I tried this I tried that I worked here I worked there I I mean everything I knew to do and it now I look back and it was all because I was I had to go through these really difficult personal challenges to overcome them and be willing to learn from them right so I could be who I am to the degree to which I can pass that on to other people. Because the more we are true to who we are, there's people watching, there's people watching you, there's people watching me, there's people watching saying, okay, you say all this, but are you living that way? Right, are you walking the walk? Are you walking that walk? And to walk that walk, having gone through what I've gone through, it's like I don't have a choice. Right. But yeah, people like me used to get on my nerves pretty bad. <laughs> but oh well. <laughs> it works so oh, perfectly. Oh well, it does. It does. So, May, what's a project right now that you're really excited to be working on? Oh my gosh. So many awesome projects. So, um, I'll give you two. Okay. So one of them is I'm working on, and I'm almost done, with a speech, a presentation Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be giving, and it has to do with mirror work. Um, Mirror work is actually something that I have done for probably about 15 years, but didn't know it was a thing until real recently. But it's looking into your eyeballs, not around your face, but into your pupils, in a mirror for a certain amount of time and just observing and being curious about what comes up. And there have been three critical moments in my life where I've done this and then immediately known what the next right thing to do was. And Mm. one of those times saved my life, like literally saved my life. Um, So I'm working on a presentation that I'm going to be giving to people and everybody's going to have their own mirror and there's going to be an exercise on that. So I'm super excited about that. That's going to start um, next month. Very excited. Where is the first place you're giving your presentation? HQ Greensboro. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Well, you know, all of the things in my life that I would rather not anyone ever know, I'm going to be sharing. Like all of them, because and I didn't. I'm working with a speechwriter, and we would we would write about it, and then I would go back and be like, oh, I don't know if I need to share all those details. You know, my granny might get hear this, or I don't. And then I'd think about it, and I'd think, you know what, Megan, if you do not have the vulnerability and bravery 
to be honest about your journey, then what the hell are you doing asking right. other people to do the same thing? Yeah. Like that's, again, are, people are looking at yeah. me. Are you going to be honest? Are you walking your walk? So all the things, honestly, that I would rather no one ever know about my life, I'm going to share. Not because, so I can stand up there and people watch me or my dirty laundry, but because they are critical moments to where I looked at myself honestly and was able to connect with right. the real me that yeah. was like buried deep, deep down in there. And it changed my life and saved my life. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then another project that I'm super excited about is I've been wanting to get into candles for like a year. Um, so I'm working with a beautiful candle company from Tofino, Canada. Mm -hmm. And Tofino, Canada is like above Vancouver. It's a small little, like think Cape Cod, little beach town. Um, and there's a woman there that makes these amazing, sustainable, pure, organic candles. Um, but they're going to have crystals in them. Oh, neat. So they're gonna ha they're gonna be candles with affirmations printed on the candle, mm -hmm. with custom scents, with crystals in the candle, and one of the crystals is gonna be um, raw emeralds. Yeah. Wow. I know. I, I, emeralds are my favorite. There's gonna be emeralds in. My, How did you choose emeralds? Candle. Because. Um, I was able to connect with a, a lady that owns a gem mine. Actually, she's a relative of the person that's doing the, the candles, but she owns her own gem mine, and she has, I, it was just by fluke that I was able to come across someone who had affordable raw cut emeralds that, I was gonna do jade, mm -hmm. but why do jade when you can do emeralds? Right, right. So um, I'm coming out with a, a collection of candles that, are, that have emeralds in them. I mean, what in the world? See, That's this is so stuff cool. like that. Like, I never, I was just trying to do affirmations on coffee mugs, and here I am a year and a half later with affirmation candles with emeralds in them. I can't, like, I didn't do that. That literally fell in my lap and showed up. And you're like, I have to move forward. I'm with like, this. Uh, okay, let's, let's start this process. So, um, those two projects I'm, I'm super excited about. I've got a, a couple other releases this fall, um, but just have to check out my website and take a look at is it. Is there something on your journey in your business with Yay Brand or in, in your greater journey that, you know, I've been working with a lot of clients recently who fear of failure and potentially fear of success mm. hold them back. Mm. And I'm wondering if you can give an example of a time that you had maybe a fear of failure or a fear of success or experienced failure or self-sabotage and what that led you to and how you were able to move past it? Oh my gosh, I love that question. So fear of failure wasn't really my jam. I was used to that, okay? Like this is, you're talking to a person who made such solid C's in high school and missed <laughs> like 42 days of my senior year and- Oh my. And no one noticed. No one noticed, okay? That's so, interesting. So being like, yeah, the no one noticing yeah. part, yeah, mm -hmm. me too. Um, so failure wasn't real, like I was like, I was used to that. Right. Fear of success is what I was 
terrified of. Why? Because if I was successful in what I was doing, that meant that I wasn't the piece of shit that I've been telling myself I am this my whole life, and that makes me wrong. And how do I cope with being wrong for the past 15, 20 years? How do I cope with all of that wasted time? Like. For a long time, it was like, I would rather just fail because I'm comfortable there. Mm. Being successful means that I'm wrong, and I don't want to be wrong. So once I went through the journey of, of letting my ego go and being wrong was How did okay. you do that? How did you let your ego go? Okay, so one of the ways was just start reading books, like right. Eckhart Tolle, yeah. Brene Brown, um, Gosh, Brian Singer, just re- reading is oh, yeah. just untethered soul. Just yeah. reading as much as I could, um, meditating daily. There have been years where I've meditated every day, um, but then, but my major shift in in letting my ego go was when I had finally whittled down. I had gotten rid of the drinking too much because, like, I physically just couldn't handle it anymore. And I got rid of like cigarettes and mind-altering substances and that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last piece left was food for me. So very like restrictive eating and overeating and good food and bad food and um, punishing myself with food and guilty and just this whole like Basically, I was setting a bonfire over here to my right, so I would be distracted by the fact that I've still got some emotional work to do. So I'm gonna act like it's a food thing when really, this was like my last piece of self-love issues that I needed to deal with. Right. So I connected with an amazing mindful eating coach um, that, taught me how to connect with my body mm-hmm. again. Yep. Uh, we, the, our coaching sessions are not, there are a lot of talking, but it's because we're doing uh, guided meditations. And so she will have me like do a body scan and feel into my body and what messages might be popping up or where I might be feeling aches or pains or feeling great. And, and what does that say? And I know all this sounds crazy, um, but I spent years and years and years and years and years and years struggling with my relationship with food, mm. never thinking, like at best, I was hoping it would just be uh, manageable. I never in my wildest dreams thought that what the problem was is that I didn't love who I am. And once I learned to really love who I am, it dissolved, like went away like drove to the next town it doesn't it's not a part of my life anymore um i spent years bringing my own grilled chicken and broccoli to thanksgiving dinner and not eating what other people are eating and actually i recently found out that that had a pretty big impact on some people that were really close to me that i had no idea but i would eat certain things in front of people and then when everyone left I would be like spoonful of Mm. stuffing and um, mashed potatoes, Thanksgiving leftovers, but everyone had to leave. Like I didn't want anyone to see me eating anything else. Yes. And this was like my life for a long time. Um, But once I had my daughter and I 
we were at a pizza restaurant and my daughter and my husband were eating pizza and I was eating a grilled chicken salad, which I don't even eat meat or cheese anymore, but this was when I was eating meat and cheese. And it struck me that if I kept on, because I wanted pizza, right? but I would not allow myself to eat it. Right. That if I kept on and I raised my daughter, seeing mommy eating something different than what she was eating, then that must mean that's bad food. She shouldn't eat that. I, I'm just not willing to pass down the the food crap anymore. Like, right. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. So oh, God, um, I appreciate that so much about you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not willing to mess my kid up like that because of my untended to emotional garden. Like, I'm just not willing to do that. So I got with, with my coach and um, for about a year, well, I still work with her. It's been two and a half years, but for about a year, I mean, every time we talked, I would be like boohooing, crying, and it would be a series of like visualizing myself at 19 years old and holding myself and listening to what I had to say and all of these meditations and connecting with like my gut, like who is down the inner in being. my... Yeah. Yes. Like not even my heart, like inside of the depths of my gut and listening to that voice, which I thought didn't exist, you know? Um, so once I did that, that is when that healing really took mm. place. And um, now I treat myself in ways that are, I eat healthy, not to eat clean and healthy. I eat healthy because I love myself and I want my body right. to be nourished. Um, I treat myself in ways that are caring and loving and the self-care, I don't do it for the sake of self-care. I do it because I am my best friend. Right. And I want to treat my best friend awesome. I want to treat my daughter or my husband. There's a song coming to mind right now. What? It's Lizzo. I'm my own soulmate. So that's so crazy. I don't know that song, but just last week my sister texted me and was like, have you heard of Lizzo? Yeah. And I was like, no. You're going to have to listen to okay. it. Okay, I will. It's been, it's phenomenal. I will. Yeah. Get on the Lizzo bandwagon. I that's will. for everyone listening. Yes. Lizzo is a bundle of joy and fun. A bundle of joy. <laughs> I will, I will. So, mate, if you could go back and set your high school self down or college self, and give her just like one nugget of advice, what would you tell her? Be you and tell the truth. Tell the truth. Be you and tell the truth. Because if we lie to ourselves, then there's no way we can live authentically. There is no way all of those dreams that you have are gonna come true. There's no way you're gonna attract a partner who is respectful and loving and caring. Because if you are lying to yourself, then you're just emitting that vibration right. and you're gonna attract other people who are lying to themselves. Yes. So be you and just tell the truth. Yeah. This, this feels really good to just be honest. And how do you live a life of abundance? Oh gosh, it's just a mindset. So. I've noticed that a, lo that a lot of people seem to think of abundance as like money, and it can be that, but abundance of 
community, of friends, of clean water, of rest. Abundance to me, like if I feel into it, it feels like room to dance. Like if you've got enough room to dance, that's abundance. And just take that figuratively into any of those other areas relationships, money, career, whatever it is, if you have room to dance your ass off, then you're abundant in that area. Yeah. May, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you so much. May and I would love to know what you thought of today's episode. Head over to the website and share your takeaways in the comments section for today's episode. While you're there, sign up for our email newsletter and be sure not to miss special events and insights I only share via email. If you love the Yoke and Abundance Wise Women podcast, it would mean the world if you'd head over to iTunes, write us a review, and fill in some stars. It just takes a few minutes to help us significantly. A huge thank you to our sponsor, Triad Local First, and my wonderful editor and producer, Ira Sterling at Julia Sound Recordings. Without him, this podcast wouldn't happen. Remember, every one of us has wisdom within. Keep sharing your words of wisdom because you never know who you'll inspire.